Today we're talking to the owner of a well-established Nantwich-based photographic studio that had a keen interest in photography at the age of 11 and subsequently developed a successful career as a very creative professional photographer. On Business Brunch today, we're pleased to welcome Paul Harrison of Studio One Limited. Paul, welcome to the cat. Thank you very much. Thanks, Des. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. Uh, Paul, whilst uh, some people were born with a silver spoon in their mouth, you were born with a camera in one hand and a <laughs> thirst for the perfect photograph. So, so share with us where the interest in photography originated and how you developed that interest as a career move. Yeah, well, it all started as a kid, like I say, from the age of 11, probably before that, actually. I got uh, relatives um, that were very keen uh, amateur photographers, a neighbour who was a professional photographer. I was always interested in, um, you know, what, what they were doing, what we were doing with the lights, you know, with a, an exposure meter. We used to have slideshows of kids in the old days of slide film, transparencies. Uh, and that's where it all started from. And I started taking pictures from the age of 11 when I had my first Polaroid camera. I think it was for Christmas, I think. An amazing present. I used to do photographs of a school trips when we went away, you know, as uh, like uh, field trips. Uh, I used to photograph everybody in team shots, that sort of thing. Uh, eventually, when I went to high school um, in Stone, I went, uh, the, the, the art teacher was actually really interested in photography as well. So he decided to set up a, a photography course and set it up as uh, one of the things that you could do in, in, for your exams. So I, I, it basically is an O-level photography course. And um, you know, with that, we used to go off out and you know, set ourselves projects to do. So I'd be out on a push bike. It was a, a 13, 14-year-old out and about taking photographs of uh, power stations and all sorts of different things really and really just started to find a way on how to go out and photograph a project come back um, at this point it was coming back to the school to process my films and do my own uh, printing and, 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 and then fo following time, your your education you, you was it a natural step to move into photography then you went went to a photographic studio yeah absolutely yeah so well like I say I was still at school I'd uh, rang around local photographic companies because I knew this is what I wanted to do. And um, I managed to get myself a couple of interviews lined up. Um, I actually went, I got two job offers actually, I was very fortunate. And I went with a company that um, basically did a broad, spec broad spectrum of uh, things. So they didn't just do portraits or weddings, they also did commercial work and product photography in the studio. So that's where I started. Uh, and back in those days, I think I was on the YOP scheme, Youth Opportunities Programme, so I was a YOP, on £25 a week. And uh, that's where it all started, really. So my training was um, fairly much started in the studio, actually, working for a company in Stoke. So you had so a, broad, yeah. a broad spectrum, in your own words, of... Uh, of uh, opportunity there to to experience the different uh, elements of um, of a photographer. After twenty years as a professional photographer, you gave up a secure job uh, and you started your own business. So, uh, tell us why you decided to become one of the self employed and and how you developed your revenue over the first twelve months. 
I originally, uh, back in the very early days of photography, I always wanted to have my own business, and I did a few jobs myself. Uh, I say just, I say just for my my worth, really. But yeah, after twenty years of working for you know a couple of different studios, um, I, w- once I was approaching forty, I thought this this is it. I've, I really really want to do this for myself now, make this mine, and um, and that's. That that was the main overruling thing, I think, as well. I've got, I've got I had lots of different ideas of things I wanted to try, and I just wanted to try those ideas out for myself. So um, initially, to start the business, obviously, it's it's a massive step going to work for yourself because I say it's earning bread and butter. At the end of the day, you've got to pay the bills. But I've, I was super passionate about doing it, and just basically to safeguard ourselves. Um, you know, I didn't want to fail at the first hurdle. So we set up um, a Studio One Photography, and basically at that point, we were just promoting weddings, which didn't conflict with the company that was actually working with. So we had a couple of years of building up, um, let's say, quite, you know, re- sort of reliable bookings that were already in the diary. So we got that safety net. So, yeah, that, that was uh, the original start to Studio One. Uh, but it's very fortunate because once we'd actually uh, gone live with our own business, I was now self-employed. Um, a lot of my clients actually um, followed me, and um, I say we ended up getting, you know, quite a bit of work straight away. So we had <laughs> an extremely busy first year. One of those companies was JCB, and they they really looked after me actually. Well, that's so a huge, of- huge company, isn't it? Probably Absolutely. one of the UK's biggest companies, I would think. Yeah, totally. Um, so I've got to know the guys there on, on the build-up to the business, and um, we, we just got on. And it, it's, it's always better. I still work doing work for them now. And uh, I say to have a company like that on your books to start with um, was was absolutely amazing. I've, I've always been thankful for that. Never take anything anything for granted. So was um, it was it as you expected? You know, the the, the move into self-employment or did you get any shocks? It was better than expected because of the start that we had. I think as well because we'd done some careful planning with regards to the weddings. I was I was nervous about it. Anybody's nervous setting up, going self-employed. But because I knew for the next couple of years ahead, we if if nothing else, we had weddings that were coming in and we could pay our bills, and that was the main thing. Then we could start to build up the business from there. But yeah, we like I say we're very fortunate that um, you know quite a few people followed us and and kept us busy virtually straight away. So yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was very exciting actually. Today we're talking to Paul Harrison, the owner of Studio One Limited. Paul, it, it, it said that a, a picture speaks a thousand words, and and that maxim was exceedingly well illustrated by by the 19-year-old Chinese student photographed standing in front of a, a column of tanks in Tiananmen Square during the student demonstration. So um, creative photography takes that a step further. So do you feel it's a learned skill or would you say it's a natural ability to see more than the image in the viewfinder? I think it's both. I'd, like, as I said, I, I'd always had a, a creative eye anyway. Um, always seemed to be able to see a nice picture, but it's also been able to learn. I, th- I think basically the, with the interest in, in photography, 
and then backed up with the things that you learn working for a studio, putting those two things, that only helps to um, cr create growth for that, that passion. And the more you get involved in photography, the more that you, well, certainly the more I, I've always liked it anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, like I say, the picture does say a thousand words and it's, it's knowing how to get that picture across as well. So sometimes these pictures just happen um, like, like um, the Chinese student you just mentioned, but um, like I say, sometimes that is just you know a great opportunity in capturing the just there at the right moment. But other things, sometimes in particularly in advertising, you have to be able to set up a photograph to tell a story, and it's just coming up with the ideas. And I say from experience as well, really knowing how to do these things. And obviously, experience gives you confidence. But did you feel that you were a creative individual when you were learning? Yes, definitely. I, I was I was into painting anyway. I used to love doing art and uh I was into sci fi stuff. <laughs> I used to do uh paintings of um I don't know, really bright coloured uh planet pictures and all sorts of things. I I just used to love painting. My mum's actually an artist as well, so she you know, with the back off of mum's knowledge, um my dad is into photography, so a creative family to start with, so I say that's my disability. We, yeah, we just uh, we're quite a creative family. Yeah. And do you feel that's something that um, that you've taken forward, if you like, expanded your creativity? The creative skill has definitely developed over the years. You learn how to. Um, I think. I think basically just through experience and knowing how to like things. That the passion's always there, so you're always developing. Um, yeah, I say learning new things, uh, new techniques in photography or video, because um, both of those two things go hand in hand almost these days anyway. So, yeah, that, that creative skill is always developed. And also with the use of technology as well now, it, it's with the use of drones and all sorts of things, that creative skill is always developing. And you can find how to link different things together from using your, your, your camera on the ground to your camera in the sky. Um, lighting techniques. It's, I, I call it painting with light, and it, it, it's almost like art in a way. It, it, it is art, uh, but yeah, it, it is fascinating. You, you're always learning new things, new, new situations that you're asked to go and photograph. Um, new challenge. Um, never not done it yet, and that, that's always a challenge set to me. I, I love it if it's a tricky situation. It's like right, yeah, we can get something out of this, and and uh, we, we always do. So, yeah, it's, it's great. You know, it's like always, always, always room for, for learning. What's a wonderful expression, painting with light. So, uh, Paul, your mission statement is helping your business to promote its products and services, strengthen your brand, promote your values, and tell your story through creative imagery. So share with us how you turn this statement into reality for your for your customers and, and what you feel differentiates you from your competitors. Basically, we are here to promote uh, people's products and tell their stories. That, that's exactly what it is. And um, I love it when we, we so we'll, factories are a good example. So we turn up to a greasy uh, factory. I say there's lots of things going on. Uh, perhaps the um, the manager will say to us, well, let's have a, a recce around the site, Paul, see if you've got any ideas because I haven't got a clue what you're going to do. So that, is, that to me is game on. And I say, as soon as we start walking around, I'll be looking for, you know, with a fresh pair of eyes, you know, my creative eyes on, 
um, looking out for new opportunities, different opportunities at what people are doing, people's jobs are, uh, what machinery is, you know, what, what's actually going on with, with the machinery, there might be cooling processes, the things that they take for granted, to me, that is their story. They're, they're like used to working in that environment, and I, I get to go along, make notes, use my, use my phone at that point, literally just clicking away at different things that I see around to start to build up their story. Um, and then, like I say, once you sit down and have a coffee, talk about ideas, and that's where we start moving forward. And it, it literally is just telling telling their story. And I always ask them about uh, where their products are being promoted, what's their, you know, their, their key products. And like I say, we start to build up um, you know, sort of a nice sort of image bank for them and, and get some ideas together for them. Do you create like a storyboard for your customer and then decide on the best way to present it? Or is that something Absolutely. you do? Yeah, it, it is really. It's quite a loose storyboard uh, with photography. Um, we, we do storyboard it a lot more with uh, when we're doing video. But yeah, certainly in photography, it's basically just coming up with some ideas. And then normally when we've got those ideas, the clients will say whether we're actually working there that day or we're going back. Um, you know, the following day to do the work, we then they, they they're normally quite happy to say to us, Paul, I'll let you do what you do. We'll put things in place. What machinery do you want? Where? We'll get the guys working with you. We'll have a runner so we can get things organised. And um, the main thing is when we're on these sites, is so we say to them, just make sure it's all in the planning, definitely. So if everywhere's tidy and clean in those areas that we're working in to start with, that can save a day or a half a day. And it's also cost effective for them as well. And we get the best out of the day. Yeah, clearly uh, um, what you're doing is tailor-made. But uh, is that what you feel differentiates you from your competitors? Or or is there another part to the business? Yeah, I I think what what differentiates us from competitors is, well, for starters, our knowledge anyway, because I've I've worked, um, like I say, working with JCB, your knowledge of health and safety it's not just taking photographs it's knowing how to be safe on site you know when people have got ppe on if they should have ppe on on photographs it's knowing all these little details that you could take a photograph that could be totally useless if they haven't got the the correct um sort of ppe you know that sort of thing um but also one of the other big uh things that differentiate us from competitors is the fact that we we not only do photography we also are capable of doing video well throughout there so that that is actually time saving um you know we can actually sometimes do the two things in one day uh you know quite quickly but i, I think the main thing is it's, it's our knowledge um how long i've been in photography now nearly 40 years so yeah it's it's, it's that knowledge over the years and working working with the mitchell and jcb and companies like that today's guest is paul harrison of studio one in nantwich Paul, following the the beginning of the pandemic, your business diary was completely wiped out. So so share with us how you coped and what changes you had to make initially um, and furthermore, how you bounced back. Well, that was a scary moment for all of us, wasn't it? Yeah, our, our diary at the beginning of the pandemic, or just before that, was looking really good. We were getting busier and busier. The diary was looking great for the year ahead. And literally within two days, the announcement of lockdown, that, that horrendous moment where we were all, all kind of taking what was actually going on in the world. Um, the diary within two days was completely cancelled, weddings and everything. And like I say, we were, we were all, all in the same boat. 
that was a scary moment. So basically for the, the first three months of lockdown, we were furloughed. We couldn't do anything. But uh, I consider ourselves very fortunate. Uh, the fact that uh, by June, we actually started back um, and we've been busy ever since and we've just got increasingly busy to the point I think we've just had our busiest year ever in lockdown, which is just crazy. So, yeah, I think people if, if people suddenly realise that, uh, you know, clients are realising that we really need to get out there and push our businesses. and um, We can't just sit back and, you know, everything will be okay. People are very, very keen on promoting the businesses and that's certainly... Uh, been a big help to, um, I say, keeping everybody else busy and you know companies like ourselves. We've needed us more than ever, yeah. And making sure, obviously, that that everybody was safe because of of the pandemic. Did did that inhibit the way you you went about your business at all? It was interesting, actually. Um, we had a lot of location work. And it was a bizarre thing while you're actually driving out to site, how quickly you got there because there was no traffic. Um, the drone work, uh, we, we, I think one month we were literally busy purely on doing drone footage. So I say that is definitely socially distanced, unless you're terribly bad pilot. <laughs> but yeah, we were, um, like I say, did a lot of drone work. Um, we have a, a studio back at base as well, just a small studio, so product photography. Uh, we had clients sending products to us that was getting delivered to us and then we would actually get it sent back to them so it's things like that that really really help keep things ticking over um, and like I say we were always do- I was busy anyway doing business development just trying to get through this period thinking um, you know, everything could dry up tomorrow just like it had done Did you have those ideas on how to combat the, the pandemic in regard to asking customers to send you products for photography, or, or was that like a joint effort between you and the customer? Um, partly a joint effort between myself and the customer, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's helped us to get through the pandemic because we do so many diverse things these days. Um, obviously, you know, we were busy doing headshots for companies. That suddenly went out the window, obviously, because you know, everybody's in lockdown. Um, I think it helped get us through because we, like I say, we're just so diverse of what we do. Um, but yeah, it, it was partly working together with the clients, but also help you know getting out there and promoting this as well. Um, and like I say, with the drone work and that that kind of thing, oh, we did some architectural work as well because the streets were empty, so we could go and photograph buildings and yeah, and that that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, Paul. Mo- moving on to to the technological side of photography. Over the the past twenty years, changes uh, in technology have benefited most businesses. So, so share with us the effect of new technology on your industry, and, and how it's changed your business. It's been fa- a fascinating time, actually. I must admit, when cameras first started, um, yeah, it was like I said, digital was coming in, and, and film cameras were being taken out. It, it had uh, a massive impact on on the industry. Um, particularly, uh, unfortunately, the, the people that really, really lost out were the uh, processing labs that we used to use to do our printing or our film processing. Um, they literally shut down virtually overnight. It was, and, and unfortunately, the studio I worked for at the time we had to finish a couple of staff because nobody wanted prints anymore. It was all digital. 
Uh, but again, you, you've still got to keep moving forward. Embrace the technology, and again, that's that's how I, you know we, we keep surviving. Um, I, I was fairly much a computer illiterate, so I remember going on to a computer course to learn how to switch a computer on. Twenty years ago, I didn't really like computers. I know of a couple of photographers that actually gave up photography purely because it went to digital and they didn't like it, and they went off to do something else. But yeah, it is literally embracing the um, the technologies, and and today it is fantastic. The opportunities it's created for us, and the places it's taken us with the work. You know, again, I can keep highlighting like with the drone work, but um, you know, who'd have thought of being flying a camera through the air? And I'm really glad I stuck with it, and you know, we, we've learned all these new things. And I understand so, that you you have a, a license for a drone now to fly a drone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're uh, CAA approved. So, um, again, that was going back to school back in, when was it, 2016 or 2017. You know, I went to do a course on that and pass the exams. And, yeah, it's uh, so it became quite an integral part of the business, actually. And it's also great to be able to offer something different to the client. So, would you like an aerial shot of that? Oh, that would be cool. So, yeah, you know, we can do it and mix that in with other things that we're doing. Flown the camera in the uh, factory. Uh, on the, the Friday afternoons when you know, the guys have clocked off earlier. Uh, so we have flown the drone through the factory, but it was partly JCB, actually, really saying that, that um, that's one of the reasons why I started to learn and get into the drones. I remember taking down the first drone uh, in the very early days of them and, and trying it out with the guys, and they were like, yeah, this is going to work. And it, it really helped on sort of getting overhead shots of machinery at work to show the visibility of what the machines actually do. And that's, yeah, that, that I suppose really that was the seed to get more um, more creative footage for them from a different angle. So we, we, this is the way forward that if I don't do it, somebody else is going to be doing it and they'll be in there with it. Yeah, um, so it, uh, it's nice to be at the front with cutting edge uh, technology, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah, every time. Today's guest is Paul Harrison of Studio One in Nantwich. Paul, your your career in photography has been filled with with memorable moments, including meetings with quite a few celebrities. So, take us on a trip down memory lane and who you've met over the years. Oh boy, we've met quite a few. Yeah, like I say, um, I, I always remember we were doing a, a job actually for Saddle Teapots that were based in Stoke, and the um, the director of the company. I remember, I think it was on GMTV. I think it was Anne and Nick way, way back in the early days of GMTV. Every time I poured a cup of tea, it went all over the table. And, the, yeah, the tea just didn't come out properly. So for a PR uh, stunt for him, he, um, long story short, we, he actually went down to GMTV to uh, present them with, just after the show, with a, a, a brand-new teapot that actually worked. <laughs> and, and, Nick, and also, uh, as I was coming through the doors, uh, it's like a, a cha- childhood icon for me. Roy Castle stood there and opened the doors for me while I came through with a kiss. And he was such a pleasant guy. He was literally, as you were picturing being, he was an absolute gent, a really, really nice guy. Um, but uh, we also did some photography for... Um, a, a manufactured uh, fitness kit, so like treadmills and all that sort of thing, and cross trainers. And uh, it was in the early days of uh, Freddie Flintoff becoming famous. He actually did a photography at his house. It was on a Friday. I always remember we sort of finished at about half two, three o'clock. 
you know, photography with me using all the gear. And then when we finished, he said, okay, guys, fancy a beer? So, yeah, we cracked open a small bottle of beer. His wife came through, and we all sat around just having a chat. And, uh, again, you know, super character, really animated, and that that was great, yeah. I say it's brilliant to meet these people. And I understand you've also met an author, quite a famous yeah. author. That, that's right, yeah, Colin Dexter. Uh, yeah, we um, actually did the, um, we, we were doing some photography of the book signing that he was doing. Um, it was um, So, uh, yeah, he, he wrote all the all the books. And, uh, yeah, got to meet Colin Dexter. So, yeah, again, amazing guy. It's just such a pleasure to meet these people. And, uh, you know, I say photography is just, it, it leads you into so many unexpected situations and, you know, you get to see great places and meet great people. And Colin Dexter, clearly a very creative writer. Did you get the opportunity to have a chat about uh, your various skills, individual skills? Not really. No. That, uh, probably one of the more brief encounters that was. It, we, we had a very quick chat. He was a pleasant guy, but he was actually doing the book signing, so there was a, a big queue behind us. Uh, people, like I say, people were just queuing up. It might have been in uh, Smith or something, just trying to think where they were queuing up out of. But, yeah, we, we were... Um, just busy just trying to get these photographs for the PR. So one of the perks of the trade anyway. Uh, Paul, it's important that you retain your customers and grow your market share. So so talk us through what changes you intend to implement to ensure that there is a future for the business. Once again, I, I always, like I keep going on about it, it's innovation, it's, it's working together with the clients to... Uh, you know, basically, just keep up to date with where their markets are, what what you need to do. Uh, innovation in technology. You know, as I said, you know, we've I've gone from being you know a studio photographer to going out doing commercial work, and now we're flying our cameras through the air and doing time lapse and all that sort of thing. And it's all these little things that are helping us carry us forward. And um, uh, we are we've, we've taken the decision to actually become. Uh, purely commercial photographers. We, we're, uh, we're not promoting the wedding side anymore. We're obviously honouring the uh, the weddings that we've got booked in, and yeah, we we still love doing the weddings. But to be honest, it'd be nice to get our weekends back. <laughs> and we're busy pushing on with the co- commercial business, which I say at the moment we're we're on a, a really nice sort of growth spell. So yeah, so uh, obviously what we're doing seems to be working at the moment. It's just keeping a watchful eye on what's going on in, in technology as well really and presumably if anybody rings up for a wedding you'll you'll refer them to another photographer do you, do you network with other people to ensure that yes. you get cross yes. referrals yes definitely yeah yeah networking actually is one of the things that's helped us move forward so we we've done a lot of networking particularly over lockdown so yeah various network groups and um, collaboration. I'm a big believer in collaboration. You know, if there happens to be another photographer in the room, that's that's great. That's an opportunity because I might be able to help with them them with things that we don't do, and vice versa. So if you can work together with people, uh, and you never know, let's say there might be a job that comes in that I can't do, I I need to be able to refer somebody that I can uh, trust and send out to my clients. And hopefully, you know, that sort of reciprocated the other way as well. So, Excellent. Yeah, yeah, collaboration is always a way forward. We're coming to the end of the interview, and I must thank you for coming on the cap today and t- talking to us in depth about uh, the life of a photographer. So before you go, Paul, should any of our listeners want to contact you, where can they find more information about Studio One? 
Yeah, well, the the best place is on our website. I can give you the web link, uh, all the W's, dot studio-onephotography.co.uk. Uh, the thing to make sure you get right in there, one is spelled out O-N-E, so studio-onephotography.co.uk, and that has all of our services on there. So uh, it's uh, fairly recently been updated, so it should be pretty much up to date. And if they want to contact you by telephone? Yeah, my phone number, it's um, 07903 or I say it's a nice local number, it's 01270-842-856. Paul, thanks very much for coming on the cap today. Thank you very much, and uh, I really appreciate it.